Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, and I am delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a wonderful show today, Creating Confident Kids with Linda Dyer. And this is this show is one of a trilogy of shows with Linda on this topic. You know, helping children grow into being confident, positive, with healthy self-esteem, no matter what conditions they live in, ethnic racial identity or ethnic status, it's necessary for now and for future generations to create confident kids. Confident children make confident leaders, and this radiates to all areas of their lives. To thrive and trust their own capabilities builds confidence. However, how we relate to children as parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and community leaders certainly make an impact. Therefore, in order to create confident kids, we have to become confident in ourselves. We cannot teach what we do not know. And I believe we all realize that we are a work in progress. So whether you regard yourself as a victim in childhood that is currently playing itself out as a prominent theme in your your life, there is hope and you can change now to become confident within yourself and raise confident children. I had a wonderful experience while spending time in Turkey. We visited a family and had conversations with the elder of the family who was 90, over 90 years old. And a question was posed to him. What do you want for your children and grandchildren? And he gently said, to be a good person. And there was total silence because it was not to become a lawyer, a doctor, or successful in their jobs or being wealthy. You know, and that has kind of stayed with me throughout my life because we get caught up in image and, you know, our own definitions of success and many regard the success of their children as personal success for themselves. And this is certainly not uh, uh, disregarding their contributions, but giving children the space to grow and be who they really are, happy, loving, resilient, and confident, and appreciate and be positive and affirming them for not just the big things, but the small things they do every day that make them good, loving people. And our amazing guest, Linda Dyer, joining us from Australia, inspires you to arm yourself with the most up-to-date tools to be confident and empowered and in control of your life and to learn how to encourage the same behaviors in children, whether you are a parent, grandparent, caregiver, teacher, or coach. Linda is a number one award-winning international best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids. And Linda has worked with children for more than 50 years. She's the founder of the former Mind Power Global. She is a certified NLP 
transformational coach, trainer, and master of Matrix Therapies, registered trainer, member of the NLPAA, TEDx speaker on happiness is a choice, and Linda was one of 58 people filmed for the secret movie because she applies her material to her own life. And I had the opportunity to participate in a workshop conducted by Linda uh, in Mexico. And what I admire about Linda is that she leads by example. And now I am pleased and honored to present and welcome our amazing guest returning to Love Light, Linda Dyer, on our show today. The trilogy wow. creating competent kids. <laughs> welcome, Linda. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What an introduction. Oh my gosh, who well, is this person? <laughs> it's you, it's you, it's you. And uh, as, as I indicated, you live by example and you are very energetic. You have a lot of passion and you really believe in what you do and you make a difference around the world. But Linda, tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to, to work with parents, teachers, grandparents and coaches. Well, I've been, I guess, uh, being one of seven children to start with, um, I, I guess I've done a lot of work with children generally. I was a tennis coach at, at the age of 11 and helping um, the guy up the road. And then I, it went from there. I ended up doing um, a certificate in recreation administration, working in a children's home where 108 children came uh, down to my uh, establishment every single day and I didn't have any staff so <laughs> wow. I had to really understand children and um, they used to call me the Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting for you. said to I... me, are these all yours? And I said, yeah, I left the rest at home. <laughs> wow. But I, you know what, Jean, I would just, um, kids have got so much potential and that's what I looked for and all the kids that were misbehaving, I made them captains of teams. And they they were just, it was just energy misdirected. So I made them captains and we formed families and these children looked after each other and I could trust them to come with me. And the more I could trust them to come with me, the more we went out and unbeknownst to the matron or anyone else yes. <laughs> on the program, it might have had quiet walk and we were doing uh, rock climbing or something. My goodness. <laughs> Uh, to an isolated beach and, um, yes, we That's ended right. up in the quarantine station near Manly <laughs> and I had to push 108 kids over a 12-foot wall because we got, we got stranded. Wow. And you know what? We did it. They'll never forget it, neither will I, and they loved it and that's what it's all about. It's, we, you know, it, it's about life. It's about kids looking after each other, having fun, you know, some of the bigger boys that were acted like they were tough weren't that tough at all when it came to climbing rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they were led by some of the little kids. Um, so it was quite interesting to watch the dynamics with children. Well, this has been your life's work, and what I love about it, you had fun with it. When you reached obstacles, you looked at ways to move beyond those challenges and united your group of children to, you know, for support to, you know, move, uh, to, to really build confidence and really uh, move beyond the obstacles. And Linda, you mm -hmm. wrote this eighth book called Create Confident Kids. What, 
What uh, makes you put your knowledge and wisdom in book form? Because I had so much to share. Um, I'd worked with children, as I said. Um, I was one of seven, and then I worked with children uh, at that far west, the Royal Far West Home. I, I met the Queen, because, so it became the Royal Far West Home, and worked there for four years. And then I was doing a diploma, and when I was doing that diploma, the teachers said to me, you've got to do more, you're really good at this. So I went to the University of Oregon, and I lived in Oregon, USA, for three years and I did two degrees in two years and um, because we didn't have enough money to stay there any longer so we had to pack it so we we did summer school we did and we challenged some courses because I had done work in Australia at the diploma level so I was able to get some credit but at the end of the day um, I came back I did a safari through Africa as you do um, for six months (laughs) (laughs) Came back to Australia and there I was. The first job I got was a tennis coach while I was waiting for positions to become available. And, um, of course, um, only three of us had degrees, so the world opened up to me then. Um, but I think, you know, and then when I started um, in in my work generally and I ran sports camps for children in the school holidays and so my son said to me, Mum, why do we have to just go to tennis camp or soccer camp or something like that? Why can't we go to a camp where they offer a lot of sports? And I said, oh, I could do that. And I said it so quickly (laughs) Mm. that I realised I could do that. And so I started these sports camps and um, we started with nine children and we ended up with 55 children every day for 14 years, Jean. (laughs) My goodness. Well, Linda, you, I'm sure the parents really loved what you were doing. What what was their reaction or your experience with the parents seeing that you were? Well, they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'd understand children. Um, I understand, I, you know, I We've done the degrees. I did. I had the knowledge, the physical knowledge of fit, fitness and recreation. But not only that, I was doing personal development. They didn't know that. I was studying personal development in the background. And so I was able to use some of my best language with the children. You know, like children would say, oh, I'm not going to play netball, miss, because I don't know how. And I said, well, that's why we're here, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come out? And I would run around the bases with my dog. <laughs> Wow. And I would say, if my dog can get a home run, then you can too. Very <laughs> and encouraging. I would get them, you know, to look at something that they could hit um, with the bat. Um, if It was like a tee ball, a softball, baseball. And off they go. And it was just nothing but encouragement. And um, there was a really funny article. Uh, time once when we had two teams of 14 and the kids had been playing and this last hit was whether that team would win or not and of course the winning team got a little chocolate bar um, a little Freddo frog and they the last kid gets up and they hit the ball and my dog chases the ball and now you've got 28 kids my goodness (laughs) running around this oval (laughs) trying to catch this dog because there was a chocolate waiting and um, in the end, I, I, I'm on the ground. I'm laughing. I, I just couldn't stop laughing because I thought there's no way you're going to catch the dog. But anyway, wear yourselves out because your parents will love it. <laughs> I, I think, Linda, you are, you just exude natural joy and happiness, and I really like that. And this encouragement for children to step beyond 
you know, this comfort zone, or you're saying that you cannot do something and you're encouraging them in a fun way to take that step. But let me just uh, talk about the fear. Many children and, and adults are experiencing high levels of fear and anxiety because of the last couple of years. Do you have any recommendations on how to get through that? Yes. Um, one of my sayings was, have a go. And or you can make it happen. And when I was struggling about writing my first book on what to call it, a gentleman came and had coffee with me and he said, Linda, that's so easy. You always get up and say, you know, it's it's time to have a go. And that's and I went, Oh, you're right, I do. And even in all those sports camps, it was like a have a go camp. So come and learn how to play tennis. I had tennis rackets at all different levels. Come and learn how to play soccer. I had all soccer balls at all different sizes. I had hockey sticks. I was buying one stick at a time. Every time I made money from the camp, I would buy new equipment. So it was about having a go. You've never played hockey? Come and have a go. There's no – there was no great – and, yes, we had a – a thing at the end of the week for the the best sports, but because it wasn't the, the person that did great things every day, all day, and came top of every sport. It was quite the contrary. It was a kid that really came and have a go, and they put it out there, and they and they so they would take home maybe a soccer ball or a tennis racket or something where you know that would make them feel amazing and move on. And gosh. I couldn't stop running those camps because the parents kept bringing the kids because the kids would think it was the best thing since sliced bread. Mm. Um, yeah. That, that freedom. Uh, and I love that your theme, you can make it happen. It's so encouraging. And you use that a lot in your books and your writings and your teaching. That's very empowering. But Linda, we seem to live such disempowered lives, being stuck in the past, fearful about the future. How do we start to create a life we desire to feel, fulfill our dream? Well, it's you know we've got to stop blaming. Mm. <laughs> you know we, you know I, I coached uh, I coached soccer for seven years. It's, oh, ten years I think. I keep forgetting what I did. But anyway, I coached this soccer. Um, you know how you're a little, you're a mother of a six-year-old and they say, who's going to coach this team? And you look around and there's no hands up and you're the one that's been through recreation and sports coaching and, and university and what have you. And I just put my hand up and I said, oh, well, I guess that's me. And 10 years later, I'm still coaching this team. Well, why did they win every year? Because we didn't blame the, the coach, we didn't blame the referee, we didn't blame the grass, we didn't blame the weather, we didn't blame. What we did is we learned about what we don't do so well yet, that's my language, yet in, in, in this time, and we learned to practice that 10 minutes a day. And how many parents could do that, Jean? So yeah. if we just practice something we weren't totally good at yet, for 10 minutes a day. So if that little kid wasn't good at heading, he, he, he would practice that 10 minutes a day. If that little kid wasn't good at left foot kicking, he would practice that 10 minutes a day. And these teams won every single year. And I, I was blown away. And it wasn't because I was coaching much soccer. Soccer's just running 25 metres and kicking a ball. Anyone can do that. It's about mindset. Yeah. It's about what is your mindset. And it's also about trust. I'm not going to kick a ball to somebody over there if I don't trust them. So if everybody is trusting each other and they're all practicing their 10 minutes a day on whatever that skill is, then obviously that kid, oh, miss, that kid's getting better, isn't he? And now they're starting to kick the ball to him. And Linda, we were talking earlier about, 
you know, what we focus on, we create more of. And, you know, a lot of people are experiencing this anxiety, uh, creating fear. And if you stay in that mindset, you're going to create more. And you do a lot of the NLP training and, you know, your matrix work and all of that. Any tips before we go on break? Uh, about oh, look, absolutely. Just ask better questions. You know, what, what could you do? What would, they, what would the child do? Because most children know what to do. What would they do um, that could create a better outcome? Mm. And close your mouth, parents. (laughs) (laughs) What could the child do that would create a better outcome? And the child will tell you and you'll be blown away. Mm. Wow, that's encouraging. Uh, Because I think the the fear of the parents can block the the child from really doing their best or stepping, as I indicated earlier, stepping beyond their comfort zone. So that's very, very encouraging. Well, we're going to talk more about this. This is so exciting. And we're going to take a brief commercial break now. So stay tuned for more on Creating Confident Kids. This is one of the first series with our amazing guest, Linda Dyer, joining us from Australia, a number one international award-winning bestseller author, of you can make it happen creating confident kids she's a certified nlp trainer and uh master uh, uh, uh trainer of matrix therapies transformational coach on our show today creating confident kids stay tuned we'll be right back Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. 
This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Like Living in the Spirit of Love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Linda Dyer, joining us from Australia. Number one, internationally award-winning, best-selling author, certified NLP trainer, master trainer, matrix therapist, transformational coach on our show today, our Creating Confident Kids series. And Linda, thank you so much for sharing your wealth of experiences working with parents and children and sharing some strategies to get us on the way here. But one of the things that I want to really highlight here, because we talk a lot about this on our show, these feelings of unworthiness, lack of self-love, how does this impact uh, the capacity of parents and children to really change, make changes in their lives? Because some play out these things over and over and, you know, it becomes who they are. So give us some ideas about that to move beyond these, this unworthiness. Yes, I think, um, you know, like we were raised by people that came out of a war and it was, they were quite strict. And so if you didn't measure up, then you're quite often told what you didn't do well. 
And if your grades came home and you got an A and a B, but you got a D, the focus would be on the D rather than, you know, the, you know, had great work and it would be great to, you know, what do you need to do to pick that D up? Do you need some instruction or whatever? But we were always, it was always around how you could improve rather than you were already great. And then if you wanted to make that better, you could. It was a possibility. So we, we end up, and the thing is it's done every day. It was the repetition. It was the repetition of you can't do that. Like when I told my father I was going to go to university, he said, why would you do that? You're a girl. Mm. Whoa, because, you know, he was raised by his grandma in Warntown, England, and the whole concept of a, a daughter doing something like that was, and I said, well, it doesn't really matter what you think. I'm actually going. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about claiming your power. <laughs> and so I, I worked four jobs for four years to do that but I, I was starting to teach when I came back I started to teach in personal development and um, I was talking to people about their their language with their children mm. and saying things like you can't do that or we can't afford it the two worst things that we can possibly say to children once you say you can't do that and you keep saying it the child the child starts to believe that they can't do that and so then the child repeats that language oh I want you to do it no I can't do that now, the word can't isn't recognised by the subconscious mind. And so it's really quite confusing for children. So in the end, after I ran this really big um, personal development lecture down in Victoria here in Australia, I decided to bring all the parents back a month later. This is a really amazing story. Out of 130 people that attended the seminar, 250 people turned up. They all bought somebody else with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I said to the people in the room, what did you learn from the seminar? And a lady stood up and she said, oh, my gosh, that statement that you said about we can't afford it, like always being in a negative, she said, my daughter came out and asked if she could play saxophone. And the first thing I said was we can't afford it. And people listening, put your hand up. How many of you have said that? We can't afford it. So you cut your child off from dreaming that second rather than look at how you can. The child already knows how to do it, but we cut it off immediately. So I said, oh, what did you do? And she said, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden it dawned on me about what I'd learned in your course, went into my daughter's room and I said, I really want to apologise. She said about saying that. She said, "Um, have you got any ideas of how you can afford to, you know, play this saxophone? She said, mum, it's too easy. It's just that you don't listen. So she said, when you wash the car, you're always angry. So she Mm, said, why don't you let me wash the car for you and you can pay me $8? And what don't you think two other neighbours would like me to wash their car and they'll pay me $8? She said, now I have enough money for the saxophone. I'm prepared to give up Saturday mornings so I can learn saxophone. She said, can you just cover the cost of the saxophone until I work out how I can do that? And so, you know, the, the woman said, yeah, great, she could sign up for saxophone. Without a word of a lie, Jean, a grandma stood up in my course and she said, can I enter the conversation? I said, yep. Yeah. She said, I'm a grandmother. I wanted my grandchildren to play saxophone. She said, I forgot to ask them if that's what they wanted to do. So she said, I bought a saxophone. And she said, and they don't want to play saxophone. She said, I'd like to give this saxophone to your daughter. Oh, my gosh. Everyone, no, 
you could absolutely hear a pin drop. And that's because people were now focused, not on blaming, not on what they can't do. People were now totally focused on what was possible. And this girl in an instant was able to go from not being able to play saxophone to not only play saxophone, but having one. What I like about that is that she came up with creative solutions. She looked at something that the mother didn't enjoy, and then she looked at ways to make it happen. And That's right. what, what you said, you know, these limit, limiting beliefs that you're not even aware of, you're not even aware of what you're saying, what you're telling yourself. And, uh, it, you know, and it leads to uh, what, I guess at the root, the, the feelings that of lack and you know, not good enough or unworthiness can play itself out and children can pick that up. But what I love about this example is that this uh, young lady just kind of stepped beyond that and looked at possibilities. That's amazing. And look at how, whether it's through the the law of attraction or whatever, the the saxophone came. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so that's, that's, you know, this negative language is one of the things I use in my book, and I, I think we should do a show around that where we can teach how to ask better questions because the child, quite often the child does know. It's just that, A, we're not prepared to listen because we've got other things going on, and also all we're focused on is what it's going to cost. Um, and especially after the last two years, it's been challenging. There's no two ways about it. But we can't keep blaming COVID for where we are now. What we can do is look at whenever a door closes, there's always other doors that open. What we need to do is look at the doors that are open and look at the possibilities. And you may find that there's a lot more possibilities out there than because now we're looking for them. And the same with children. I, you know, um, I used to say to my son, you know, you'd be really good at what I do. And he said, oh, I know. (laughs) He said, but let me be a musician first. I said, oh, you know what? I'd never stop you from doing what you want to do. I'm just making a statement. And to this day, he um, was a musician and now he's moved into music engineering and they're headhunting him because he's so good at what he does. And so, you know, if I had said, no, 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 I want you to do what I'm doing, you, you need to go to this course and that, no. Yeah. It just wasn't that way. And it was about allowing the children, they really do know, all they want from you is support, you know, uh, support supporting them and then asking better questions so that you're not telling them what to do. You're asking them, is there a better way you could have done that that would have achieved a different result? I really like the way uh, you're talking about how we can ask questions because so often you just shut the communication down. I don't have the money. We can't do it. I don't have the time, you know, and you're, when you talked about how we ask questions, I think that's so important because how we ask questions open the door for solutions and creative solutions. Absolutely. And the kids also become empowered rather than disempowered. You know, parents, when you're telling your child what they can't do, when you're continually blaming the weather or COVID or something on why, or children, how many parents blame their children for them not being able to do what they want to do, then you're actually disempowered to your child. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. You're disempowered to your child. In other words, your child's holding the power. 
And that's where there's a lot of very unruly kids running around there because especially with parents that are split up and neither of them wants to do the wrong thing by the child. And so some kids are ruling the roost, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a few parents' homes where I've been coaching the child and I've ended up coaching the parent. Wow, interesting. You And Linda, you talk about... Uh, when you understand yourself, you understand others more readily. So you help parents you work with or you coach with to become more self-aware, right? Uh, uh, of their Absolutely. own disempowered, limiting beliefs that impact their children. Can you Absolutely. share more about because that? Because one mother, she had an ADHD child and I was coaching the child and he could quite happily go back to when he was two and he remembered a time where grandma was really hard on him and, and that affected him. And so we had, I, I imagined, I got him to imagine grandma was standing in front of him or sitting in front of him and he was able to have a chat to her and release it. And um, it was very interesting because um, then... One day the father came up to me and he said, look, I think the work you've done with the child has been amazing. He's a different boy now. Maybe we need to work on us now because mm. we're not looking at the child differently. And um, it was really good because when I worked with the mother, what was going on is the child reminded her of the way her mother spoke to her. Mm. So all she could see was rather than the child, she could see her mother and that's why she couldn't handle the child's behaviour. So So it's really worth getting, you know, getting that sorted. There's a couple of things you can do. So what I did with the child is I gave them what they call an anchor. So if everyone has got their right finger, the the main index finger, and you've got on your left hand, you've got, say, four knuckles that you've got. On the very first knuckle, if we press this right index finger on that knuckle, that's called an anchor. So you can be out. So what we do is we, on that knuckle, we anchor a whole bunch of positives. So I got the mother and the child to anchor. Think of a time where you were totally confident and they go back in their subconscious mind and it might have been when they were at Scouts. It might have been when they were in kindergarten. It might have been the subconscious mind will bring up a time when they were confident and they'll anchor it. So you'll push push the finger onto the knuckle and just think about that time you were confident. Now, it might only be for three or four seconds, right? And then you go, think of a time you were totally happy and you anchor it. Think of a time where you were inspired and you anchor it. And you've got all, It's called stacking anchors and you've got all these beautiful positive things on your knuckle. And so when you're not feeling so confident in a classroom or at home, something's going on, you can just, without people realising it, you're pressing on that knuckle and you will be totally surprised at how all those beautiful things will go all around your body and your behaviour can change. Mm, Just like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, And you call it anchoring. Anchoring. I do it with every adult client and I do it with every child client because it's so successful. Mm. They can think of times and the subconscious mind will lead them to it. So and when you're another- feeling a negative or whatever, you can go back to that that yeah. anchor. Uh-huh. Okay. It could go be ahead. a kid being bullied at school and they just press that anchor and that kid's not affecting them anymore. Mm, that's interesting. So we start to think about things differently. So anchoring is definitely something that um, is very positive and, um, you know, as adults we can do it. 
So we want to maybe yell at a child or we can anchor and say, you know what, how can I respond to that? Rather than react, because reacting, nobody wins from a reaction. How can I respond to this behaviour? Maybe I just need to ask a better question or am I thinking that that child is my mother right now or my father or the person that abused me or, and so it's not the child you're yelling at. So, you know, it just takes you, allows you to stop for a moment and anchor some positivity. That's very empowering because taking that time out, that little pause and yes. to really refocus, you know, can really make a difference. And because reacting, gene takes no time. It takes no time at all. So a parent can yell, scream, tell them to go to their room, bang the door, but nobody wins from that. That's true. So if you take the time out, that's called responding. Ask yourself the question, how can I respond to this behaviour? And then go back through this recording and learn about the anchoring. Do some anchoring on you. Get the child to do something. Make it a fun thing to do in the lounge room. Let's think of a time when we're on holidays and we're all falling down laughing. And then they go close their eyes and they think of that time and they put their right index finger on their knuckle and they anchor it. And then it's up to you to keep topping it up. Wow. Very simple, very fun strategies that you can do now. And very effective. And very effective. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I think, let's see, we have maybe a minute or so before we go on break. And I know you work with also with teachers and other groups, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Beyond it, because parents, children are, you know, in school and around coaches and a lot of people. So you work with other groups to kind of keep things more, what, uh, consistent? Yes, and, and just to teach, um, the teachers can have um, better language and so that they can get more out of the children in the classroom. And also they can solve, I do a great thing called wisdom training where you've got three chairs and you can sit, a child that's been misbehaving, you can sit them in the chair, the first chair, and the ch- and you ask the child, so what's going on for you? You, you know, and the child associates into that and they talk about what's going on for them. And then they come over and they have to sit in the other chair, which is the child, which is the child's chair that um, they abused or they hit or they did something. What do you think it was like for them when you behaved like that? And they go, yeah. it wasn't very good. And so all of a sudden, again, it's about empowerment. I love that. I and love so the it. third, look, when I taught this in the Bahamas, the teachers left going, oh my gosh, that is the best thing I've ever seen. And the third, the third chair is about what, what can you do now? What can you do, the child? What can you do now mm-hmm. that will allow you to go from this behaviour here, number one chair, to this behaviour here um, where you can act differently? What can you do now? And the child well, will tell you. When we come back from break, I'd like for you to kind of summarise that again because that's mm. good stuff. <laughs> yes. So we're ready for a brief commercial break. So for our listeners, don't go away. We will be right back with more on this great topic, Creating Confident Kids, the first of a trilogy with our amazing guest, Linda Dyer, joining us from Australia, a number one award-winning best-selling author for many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids. She's a transformational coach, certified NLP trainer, and master trainer of Matrix Therapy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish Consciousloving.com. 
That's drjmariefarish-consciousloving.com or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light Living in the Spirit of Love. And we're honored to have our amazing guest, Linda Dyer, joining us from Australia on our show today, a trilogy, Creating Confident Kids. She's a number one international award-winning best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids. Linda is a certified NLP trainer, master of matrix therapies, transformational coach. And Linda, uh, before we went on break, you were sharing some wonderful strategies. Can you highlight uh, that for our listeners? Sure. So first of all, we started with um, looking at the language that we use rather than telling a child they can't do something. Um, Look at how they can. Look at possibilities and work out with the child how they can do it. We also talked about anchoring putting some positive thoughts onto just one knuckle and then pressing it when you need to. And then we talked about wisdom training. And wisdom training is about, if especially for negotiation, and I tell you what, I've done this in marriage counselling as well. <laughs> it's not just for kids. So if a child is just not getting on with somebody else or they're being hassled or what have you, or they're doing the hassling, you sit them down in chair number one. You put three chairs out. Chair number one is the child's perspective and they get to talk about what was going on for them and what happened for them. It's all about them. When they're finished and emptied out, you move them to chair number two. Now, chair number two is what did they say? They're disassociated now. They're thinking about either the teacher, the student, the parent or the the other child that they hurt. What do you think it was like for them, the other your behavior what was your what do you think your behavior was like for them and you be quiet let the child answer and quite often they'll go well um maybe uh, i could have handled that differently you know um i overreacted because dirt and they might even say because that's what my dad does to me at home or whatever mm-hmm. or etc anyway they empty out and they talk about that and they empty it out of their system and they start feeling like you know there could be a different behaviour here. Then you move them to chair number three, and chair number three looks at chair number one and two. It's very simple, three chairs. And in chair number three, you say to them, so how could you ha- how could you handle that differently now? Now, the word now, when I say things like now and yet, they're time words, and you're actually putting it into the child's subconscious mind that they could change now. So how could you how could you act differently now? And the child will tell you 
well, next time maybe, like this little boy when I was doing it with him and he used to harass his sister all the time and his, his mother would be in tears by the time they even went to school. And he said, oh, well, I could go up and pack my bag and make sure that, you know, everything's ready in my world before I come down and um, am ready for school uh, or to go in the car with mum rather than harass her. And he realised it was for attention. And so he worked all that out himself. It was quite interesting. So we did anchoring on him and we also did the three chairs. And um, it was very, and mum watched and it was very empowering. So it's something to really look at. And as I said, when I was teaching this overseas, uh, everyone's loved it. The wisdom training is very powerful. Mm. So something for you, for you guys to have a look at. Another great exercise. And I'll leave you all with this one because there's a lot. I mean, this is a two-day course. <laughs> um, the is about anxiety. And, and I think for me the definition of anxiety is um, not seeing something successful in the future. That's all it is. Anxiety is the inability to see something successful in the future. So you're anxious about an exam or you're anxious about like, I've just come back from Australian Capital Territory. I've been training a client down there and her husband got so stressed um, over, you know, a, a thing that was going on with his health, et cetera, et cetera, that he ended up almost having a heart attack, stressing over that this may go wrong and that may go wrong. And I said, what if it goes right? <laughs> what if you have great eyesight? What if your son and you reconnect? And what if and what if? And gave him all these possibilities. Um, and, of course, when he had the surgery on the Monday, everything was wonderful, and I said, of course it was. So your, your language makes a huge difference. So if we're anxious about something that hasn't happened yet, what we can do is we stand up in our land room or out in the yard or out in the park, wherever, and you just think about what you're anxious about. Anxious about not having enough money, walk four paces, and then see it perfectly playing. So I asked him to see that that eye surgery he was having on the Monday was going to be totally successful and that his son and him and the, the mum would all reconnect. Just see that. How does that play out? See that playing out. And because your subconscious mind needs a picture of what is possible for you. It doesn't need a picture of what's not possible. It works on symbols. The subconscious mind is 96% of you. It doesn't know how to do don't. Mm. <laughs> it only reacts on positives. So what do you want to put in it? Yeah, put in the positives. How can you make that happen? And then start asking yourself questions. What do I need to do to make that successful? What do I need to learn or learn to let go of? And quite often I teach people to say next. When a negative thought comes up, say next. I even shake my head so the dendrites and neural networks in the brain can stop being activated. I actually shake my head <laughs> and I go, next. In other words, I don't do that behaviour anymore. Mm. So step into the future and think about what's possible for you. See that picture and now the anxiety starts to fade away because you've already worked out a way to make it successful. What I love about it is what you said about picture possibilities. And 
your motto, you can make it happen. I think if we just keep that in our minds, <laughs> it will kind of shift, you know, all the negatives that, oh, gosh, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, and it gives you a different uh, outlook. I, I love that. And Linda, you have so many books. Good grief. What a wonderful life I had. Life after lupus, healing your immune system. Uh, create confidence, keep confident kids. You can make it happen now. Age is an attitude. Be, do, have. How can listeners access your books? Well, they can get them off um, a Kindle. They're all on Kindle under Linda Dyer. And I'm happy to send, if they want to email me, at Linda with a Y, L-Y-N-D-A, at linda-dyer.com. If they'd like to contact me, I'm happy to send them the link to my books or they can go on to Kindle and um, under Linda Dyer and have a look at the books and get access to them or I can send them a hard copy. So everything's possible, Jean, as you know. So <laughs> yes, how generous. That's quite generous. And you have your NLP and Matrix Therapist coaching program uh, in person and Zoom and by Zoom. Can you, is that open to, how do you, how do we get yes. access to that? Tell us if about people, that. Well, if people would like to learn how to do what I do, I, that's why I went all the way to the nation's capital. I'm training um, a lady down there to be a trainer of trainers like me. So I'm training her to work with our First Nations people. And um, it's, I just feel so blessed that I get these opportunities. And she's just a, such an amazing, amazing lady. So, um, you know, the, everything's possible. And if people would like to do their NLP training, I'm a certified coach and trainer. And I'd love to share that with people. I've done many Zoom trainings all over the world. And Zoom such an easy platform to work with. I send you all the material and then uh, we learn by Zoom and we work out the days. It's very flexible. Uh, we don't have to do seven days straight. We can do days that suit you and me and we do it in a format where everyone loves the learning. Mm, I love that. And Linda, I just want you to share with the, our audience of listeners that, you know, because you work with people to inspire them to make changes in their health and to believe in themselves and you healed yourself. <laughs> Can you just briefly sh just highlight that? Yes. I'm actually being asked to do a talk in our local area. I've moved up to Queensland and the organic shop here has asked me to do a talk and they booked out in an hour, Jean. So they've had to get more chairs and open up a bigger room. Healing your, so healing your immune system, I had to work on both the mind and the nutrition. So you've got to work on both. There's, you don't want to have mind over matter. That is a stupid statement. Mind over matter doesn't exist. Mind and matter working together is absolutely imperative. So in my books, I've got – it's all NLP designed. So it's why did we get sick? What chemicals, etc., and garbage are you using in your house that's going to make you sick? Um, what exactly is an autoimmune disease? So I, I learned what it is and then how, once I learned what it is, I decided I could work on how to get better. And stress is a big one. Only you do stress. I want everyone to understand that. People, you, you do stress. People don't do stress for you. Remember, you're empowered now. Own it. <laughs> mm, yeah. What can I do? You know, 
People don't make you happy. People don't make you sad. People don't make you anything. You allow their behavior to affect you. So if your children are bothering you, nothing to do with the children. It's got something to do with you. How, why are you allowing that behavior to affect you? What's going on in you? So there's a lot of this and it's a, a deeper understanding. Then there's a nutrition. And I still to this day, um, I did a big, big detox when I turned 65 because I wanted the rest of my life to be healthy. And I've put on a kilo and a half in seven years. So it's really important that we stay with, I understand magnesium, I understand the minerals. I've just studied so much around health and fitness and the nutritional side. We eat very healthily. We cook or steam mounds and mounds of vegetables every night with a protein. We eat, I make my own um, no-grain cereals for breakfast with beautiful fruits. Um, I make green juices up. You know, we have big salads for lunch. So right. it's about having a look at how can you make, how can you do it? One step mm -hmm. at a time. It might be you just change your breakfast. It might mm -hmm. be you just include or something else for lunch. But I also complement. I add a lot of nutritionals mm -hmm. to my daily. I add a lot of minerals especially. Mm -hmm. Right. Not many people understand the power of minerals. Mm -hmm. okay. And then the last three chapters of the book are around mindset. What right. if you could change your mindset and All change right. your life? Wow. Well, Linda, uh, thank you so much. You've given us a, a, just a lot of empowering tools. And uh, uh, we encourage listeners to access your many books. And we look forward to our next series and uh, I love your motto, you can make it happen, so motivational and encouraging. So thank you so much for being on the show today, and we look forward to the next show. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you, Jane. I just, I, I really love sharing, and okay. I really honor this opportunity, so thank you. All right, thank you. Well, uh, visit the blog page of my website to access your weekly love practice uh, Exercise uh, on my blog page of my website, jeanferrisjourney.com or jeanmarieferrisconsciousloving.com. Join us next week for our show, Creating a Conscious Ripple with Shelly Wilson. Thanks to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. You know, as we become conscious creators, we create confident kids. Our attitudes, outlook, beliefs, and perceptions guide our lives. It may be time to change if you're not living your best life and getting the results you would like. How we are influence our children. Let your role with children be a joyful one and create a life you love. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.